This is Jeremy Smith, and this is Matt Benables, and you're watching the TV Writers Podcast. Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web. My name is Gray Jones, and I want to welcome you to the TV Writer Podcast, partner of Script Magazine, episode 72. Well, today I'm so excited to bring you another writing team, and that's Jeremy Smith and Matt Venables, who are based in Vancouver, Canada, and they are currently writing on Continuum Season 2, and I'm sure you're going to love their interview and their perspective as a writing team writing in Canada. And why is this Important, as you'll hear in the interview, they tell how it's not as common in Canada, but as we hear from them, it is possible. So if you're considering writing in a writing team and you are based in Canada, uh, it's good to hear. And also there's there's great perspectives they have about breaking into the industry. You're going to love that interview. I do want to remind you that this isn't the first time we've had a writing team. You'll, you'll hear the Hollywood perspective of a writing team in episode nine of the podcast, which was Elizabeth Finch and Kate Barno, um, who wrote for No Ordinary Family and also for True Blood. So I do urge you to check that out at tvwriterpodcast.com. And of course, while you're at the podcast site, you can check out the TV Writer Twitter database, which now has over a thousand writers. Find their Twitter handles and connect with them on Twitter. It's a great way to interact with writers. Also, there's links on the sidebar to free scripts, hundreds of free scripts, great resource links, and of course, over 70 interviews with great writers, managers, and all that kind of stuff. So lots of resources there, tvwriterpodcast.com. Check it out. And while you're on the web, you could look me up on IMDb, imdb.me slash Jones or my Twitter handle, at Gray Jones. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter. Um, I do want to mention, coming up, as we're talking about Canada, this is this is right uh, on topic, the Toronto Screenwriting Conference is happening April 6th and 7th. I know I mentioned it before on the podcast that it is not just for Canada. People come to the Toronto Screenwriting Conference from all over, including the United States, and I urge you to make the trip because it is uh, very economical and there are some great speakers at the conference. It was just announced that Bo Willimon, who is a screenwriter, playwright, producer, and most recently executive producer and showrunner and creator of Netflix's original series House of Cards, which is just killing the ratings and doing great for, for Netflix. Also, Dagan Frickland, who is no stranger to the podcast. Uh, I had an interview with her on the podcast, and I do urge you to check that out. She's the uh, showrunner, uh, executive producer of the dramatic series Bitten. And she, uh, previously, she was co-executive producer on the one-hour dramatic series Motive and also tons of other stuff. And you'll, uh, you'll hear about that if you listen to her podcast. And as well, Tassie Cameron of Rookie Blue and Flashpoint, Kevin White of Insecurity and Dan for Mayor. Um, and as well, I uh, mentioned already that Glenn Mazzara from The Walking Dead and S.H.I.E.L.D., Aaron Korch uh, from Suits, David Hudgens from Parenthood and Friday Night Lights, Bob Cushell from Anger Management, lots more. Go to Go to the, the, the website, torontoscreenwritingconference.com, and find out all about it. And there's even more speakers that are announced all the time. Dara Marks, um, you might have read her books. Uh, she was a great speaker at last year's conference. Tons and tons of stuff. There's a networking time where you can meet other writers. Lots of great things. And I urge you to consider 
uh, signing up for that conference. It is highly, highly recommended. I've been there myself a couple of times, and I'm going to be there this year, so you can, of course, meet me too. So anyway, enough about all of that stuff. Now on to my interview with Jeremy Smith and Matt Venables. I'm sure you're going to love it. Let's roll. This is great, and I'm here with Jeremy Smith and Matt Venables, all the way from the west coast of Canada. Uh, that's, I assume, where you are. How are you guys doing? We're great. Thanks, Greg. Great. Thanks for having us, Greg. Cool. And, and you're, you're in Vancouver, I guess, working on Continuum? Yep, that's right. Very, very cool. Can't wait to talk about that. But of course, what we usually do is we, we rewind a ways and talk about how you got started. And this is really exciting, actually. This is only the second time that uh, we've had a, a writing team on the podcast. The first one was um, a writing team that worked on True Blood and No Ordinary Family. And uh, and so now it, it, this is great because this is our first Canadian writing team. So uh, lots of lots of firsts here. But what what don't you tell All me? Right. I guess you you guys kind of got started together. Um, so why don't you kind of tag team and and bring us up to the present um, and tell tell me how you got started and got to now. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, um, Matt and I met in Victoria in film school um, back in 1999, and uh, kind of realized early on that we shared a very similar creative brain mm-hmm. and. Um, and after we graduated, we moved right to Vancouver because here's where all the action is. And uh, we were both a little bit uh, un... Um, we didn't really have a, a, a true goal. We, we were trying to do everything. So mm. music was a big passion of both of ours. So we decided to start uh, a music video production company, which uh, did quite, did okay. We we learned early on that there's no money in it because, you know, musicians are, are some of the poorest artists out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we, uh, we decided to, uh, it took a while, but we figured, you know, we might as well do the one thing that we always do on our own together, um, which is write. And mm. so we focused purely on that and, uh, it didn't take long. We got into a writer's room as, uh, I was, uh, a coordinator and Matt was an assistant uh, mm. at here on a show called Shattered um, with uh, Jennifer Harper, actually, who I believe you've interviewed yeah. before. And uh, and it didn't take long there before we were, you know, doing rewrites for things and and uh, um, and it just sort of took off from that. Like that was only probably three years ago. Well, three and, years ago. And now uh, now we're on like a nice hot show here in Canada. So uh, once we focused on what it was we wanted to do, it didn't really take very long. Hmm. Now, now you're um, you're kind of shortening things a little bit though, because I uh, if you <laughs> I, I've I've looked at uh, your IMDb bios and and you've got uh, quite a few shows being produ- uh, post production assistant, writer's assistant, oh, and, yeah. and, and and assistant to people and and that kind of thing. Let's not. Take that shortcut because I think for a lot of people that is okay. the way that they that they're going to try to break in. So tell me a little bit about that aspect of it. Oh sure. Uh, one thing that was key for us, like, was to really gain an understanding of how the industry works and you know film and production works in itself. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, we we spent a long time doing different jobs in different departments just to get an understanding of the full um, machine that it really is. Mm-hmm. And, and once, it wasn't just TV; had... it was also features, right? Yeah, we've done TV features. Um, you know. Yeah, we we learned quite early that 
you know, most of the entry-level positions that, that uh, young people at film school get are location PAs, and we learned very quickly you're not going to learn a lot hmm. uh, locking up a parking lot three miles away from set. <laughs> so uh, um, with, I recognize that, you know, if you're going to learn this business, you might as well work for the boss. So uh, I both started being produ- uh, producer's assistants because, mm-hmm. You know, everything goes through them, every department. There's, so you learn you learn a lot in a short period of time. And uh, we worked with some really great people, some from, like, new producers to very seasoned veteran guys that are doing, like, big, big shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that was, that was really the best school I could ever ask for. Um, uh, but you know, there's only so 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 long that you can do that before you uh, you really gotta try and do what you want to do. So mm. um, yeah, that, that I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. That was uh, that was the best the best few years of uh, of school I've ever had. Cool. And so, and on on Shattered, um, you started out as story editing, editing or script coordinator, or how does that work? Uh, I was a script coordinator mm-hmm. on that, and Matt, Matt was the writer's assistant. And uh, um, then, you know, the show went through uh, some growing pains, so to speak, mm-hmm. being like its first season. I changed showrunners a few times. Uh, I was really kind of struggling to find an identity mm-hmm. uh, early on. And uh, so... It was I, I don't unorganized isn't exactly the right word because the fact that you know what what it went through um, a lot the people that were working on it were extremely um, talented and extremely uh, adaptive mm-hmm. because it, it went through a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs and changes while we were shooting. Wow. Um, and then uh, yeah, when Jeff King um, came in to who who was on season one of uh, Continuum. Mm-hmm. When he came in as the showrunner, he, he really came in with a, a, a clear vision. And uh, it kind of, I think it kind of put a lot of people's anxiety to rest. Mm. And the show really, the, we, we, I think we really came up with something really good there. So I ended up getting bumped up to a story editor strictly due to uh, production need more than anything. Mm. And uh, music supervisor and clearance, you name it. I, I, wore, <laughs> I wore a little pilot on every show. Yeah, that's was, sometimes uh, one of the best ways to get to uh, to get yeah, you know experience. It was it was great. It was uh, it was um, trial under fire. Like my first writing room, my first uh, my first chance at breaking story with a team, and and uh, you know you really had to sink or swim because there wasn't any time to do. Uh, to, to really take your time and learn. It was just sprint right off from the beginning. So it was it was great. I really loved that show. I met some great people and who I still have relationships today. Jeff King, for instance, was one of the big reasons uh, I got on Continuum. Mm-hmm. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah. And, and so at what point um, did you guys start writing... Um, together and getting paid for it uh getting paid for it huh? last summer I <laughs> yeah guess. i guess last yeah. summer we last summer 
official paycheck. Yeah, we got contracted to yeah. uh, do a feature rewrite. Oh, a feature and, rewrite. Uh, okay. And so that went well. We'll, you know, fingers crossed, see what happens. But it was that was our first, um, you know, that was our first paying gig as a writing team. Mm-hmm. And so, but you'd you'd been working on a lot of a lot of the same shows. Um, and, uh, and so you were on Endgame and Arctic Air as well. Tell me about, about those shows. Uh, I was on Endgame, uh, as a department coordinator, uh, script coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, all the writers on that show and the showrunner creator, Adam Jacobson, they were all extremely giving and, uh, extremely, uh, open to encouraging me to, you know, be a part of their team and not mm-hmm. just be the guy who formats scripts and, you know, clears names. So I really, uh, I, I really appreciated that, that opportunity. And I got to do some, uh, some writing on that show and some, uh, a lot of story breaking and, and learned a lot. And, uh, and it, it really uh, launched my, sort of confidence that I can do this job. Hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm where I need to be. I'm exactly doing what I should be doing. Very, very cool. And, and um, I know that the Canadian writing process is a, is a little bit different in that um, the, the breaking of the stories often happens really early on, um, or I don't, maybe not the breaking, but the, the pitching and, and, like there's kind of a, a big time in the beginning where there's a lot of writers working and then um, and then not as many later. Were, were these shows kind of like that or, or was it a more Hollywoodish kind of uh, format? Well, yeah, they, they usually start quite early on to, uh, you know, break the season, get the whole uh, arc of the season down and, and start breaking individual stories. But um you're still writing as as you're shooting. Uh, like um, it's not it, continuing season one was a little bit different, where we pretty much had the whole season um, almost in at some form of a draft mm-hmm. before before you even shot. Yeah, wow. the pilot was yeah the the closest one to being in any trouble as far as getting it done on time. But yeah. otherwise, uh, you know, everything else was ready to go. Wow. So, um, so it, it, it is a little different. I mean, you're not, uh, I've been working as a producer's assistant early on in my career when we were doing uh, shows uh, regularly, we'd be so far, far behind on scripts that we, the production would be prepping outlines. And uh, wow. we haven't had to do that yet on any of the Canadian shows I've worked on. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because they start the room earlier or it's just, you know, I don't know, maybe Canadians are a little more organized. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah, the, the Canadians I've, I've spoken to, and in, in contrast with Hollywood, um, it, it seems like there's a lot more done at the front end in Canada. I'm not sure exactly why that is, but um, I, I know a number of the Canadians I've, I've spoken to have, have told me about it. It seems like it, something that Hollywood might do well to imitate, but... Uh, yeah. t- so so tell me tell me about Continuum and and this you guys did get an opportunity to write for Continuum together right? Uh, no, we 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 didn't get a chance to uh, to co-write anything. Uh, we each got individual uh, episodes. Oh, I um, see, I see. Okay. Yeah, uh, which was great. I mean, um, 
it 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 was a good experience to to write because I wrote an episode in season one. Mm-hmm. I co-wrote an episode with uh, Jonathan Wade Walker, and so that was a very good experience to co-write something for the first time with with somebody else that I've never written with. Mm. Uh, so that was a, that was a very good uh, experience, and so in season two when we each got our own, uh, we're not going to complain. I mean, I think that's great. We, yeah. and we we got to uh, write something on our own for the first time. So the funny thing is we've written almost everything our life since we've been together together, and the first real <laughs> TV jobs we had, we we've been in the same room, but we've written separately for the first time. So interesting. Uh, a very interesting experience for the both of us, and uh, and uh, yeah, Continuum is is uh, in our wheelhouse, and it's such a great show to write on. Mm. Now, it, it, is it your goal that you would try to write scripts together on that show, or, or are you content to still um, to write them solo? I think season, if if and when there's a season three, uh, I think we'd probably write together. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just a good chance for us to get individual scripts and uh, write those on our own. It's, it's not as common in Canada to have uh, a writing team. So, you know, to have individual ones to showcase us individually um, was a good opportunity and then, you know, you can have the strengths of both of us when we write together. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we prefer to write together for sure, just because it's it's what we want to do. I mean, um, even when I'm writing my own script this season and Matt's writing his own script, we're bouncing stuff off each other mm. anyways, uh, just because that's how we're used to working. Like, mm. we, we, joke, we joke that we share a brain, and so <laughs> we're, both, we're both 75 IQs, but together we're meant to smart. Yeah, we're meant to uh-huh. smart together. Very cool. Well, and and uh, uh, I imagine it's the same in Canada, um, that if you do write together, that you each get half of the pay? I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming so. Which doesn't bother us. I mean, it's half the work. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's why a lot of um, Hollywood writing rooms hire writing teams is because you, you get twice the performance out of them because they want to write more uh, twice as many scripts so they can get the, the same amount of pay. <laughs> exactly. You get the script twice as fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very cool. And and uh, and so tell me a little little bit about Continuum. I mean, Continuum is airing in the states on on Sci Fi Network and as well as in the UK. Um, and so it's it's a pretty big show, especially for for Canada. I I love these shows that get exported, especially being a Canadian myself. Uh, the Flashpoints and and uh, being Erica's and and now Continuum. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is right up your alley too. I, I noticed that you guys have done a lot of kind of genre stuff. Um, so tell me, tell me a bit about working on this show. Oh, we, we, uh, we're really excited about the show. Like I think explain, it just, it just premiered in Australia this past week, I think. And, uh, I think the Belgium and Germany countries now that it's playing in. It's all over the place. And, uh, people are loving it. Um, fans are great. And yeah, there's no fans like sci-fi fans. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, so I was working as a script coordinator on a show, um, when I got a call from uh, Pat Williams, who's the executive producer and director of, uh, and he directs many episodes of Continuum. And he, uh, I've had a relationship with him for years because he'd come up and do episodic directing on shows that I worked on as a producer's assistant. Mm -hmm. And he also did an episode or two of Shattered. So we had a really good relationship um, and he knew that, 
that uh, he knew about me and that I was a local guy, and they were starting a little development room for Continuum. Uh, the show hadn't been picked up yet. They'd just been greenlit to develop beyond this the pilot to mm-hmm. do a story arc for season one and, and deliver a few scripts. And so he had um, mentioned me to Simon Barry and uh, Tom Rowe from Reunion Pictures, who I've had a meeting with, with Matt, um, earlier that year over one of our original television series ideas. Mm-hmm. So he was familiar with my writing. Pat is familiar with me and my, uh, my work. And so Simon was like, yeah, bring him in. And then Jeff King, who I also knew. So it was kind of a perfect storm of people I just happened to meet mm. all, all vouching for me. So I really owe everything to, to Pat Williams and, uh, Tom Rowe, Jeff King, Simon Barry for like, giving me a shot, giving me my shot on this on this great show. So they sent me the script and I read it and I was blown away uh, right off the bat. Like it was, it read it was like the biggest show, Canadian show that I'd read. Like mm. they had time travel and gunshot fights and car crashes, and I was usually you know <laughs> that stuff. On a, it sounded more J.J. Abrams than CBC, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, I got in that room for the little six-week development period. I, I took a gamble and quit quit um, a uh, long-term job for uh, like potentially could only have been six weeks, but mm-hmm. I was quite sure that this show was going to go because uh, the subject matter was just amazing. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, we spent six weeks uh, delivering. I was in a, a room with some brilliant people like Sam Egan, who's like a sci-fi guru mm. and uh you know jeff king simon barry was and john walker who uh who was the first time i met him mm-hmm. and uh and it just clicked right from the beginning it was uh and found out about a month later that it got picked up and we were opening the room and going it was the best gamble i've ever made <laughs> very very and cool so we, were, we were looking for a uh a department coordinator script coordinator and so i was like i know a guy <laughs> And uh, I happened to know a guy, and uh, Matt came in, and and uh, they uh, they basically were like, "Oh, we're getting a writer for a script coordinator. That's a pretty good deal." Hmm. And and good deal uh, for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then here we are today. It was uh, it was just you know we hit we hit the lottery. Really, it was great. Very very cool. Now t- tell me a little bit about working in Vancouver. Um, I'm just guessing, but you've primarily stayed in vancouver yeah yeah full, yeah everything's done here in vancouver it plays as vancouver everything is like as real of locations as we can uh we we even got the vpd on board to be the vpd the vancouver police wow which is rare like yeah uh, the the uh the um support behind the show from this this the city and the and the police have been is is amazing. It's unprecedented, really. Yeah. yeah, it was great to get them on board. That's that's really neat. And you know, I I really respect the integrity of that because I think so many Canadian writers. I don't want to say they're afraid to set shows in 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 Canadian cities or for for these bigger things. But you know, Vancouver is as recognizable a city as Seattle or or Detroit yeah. or to anybody. It's it's yeah, it's a, it's an international city so why not absolutely and stuff happens here like yeah. <laughs> and yeah. coming off the olympics as well you know i think the timing was right 
you know, base the show in Vancouver and make it as Vancouver as we could. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it's very refreshing to finally, you know, not have to say we're San Francisco or Seattle or Portland. Like those are usually the three, you know, cities of Vancouver. Um, Passes for Yeah. And, uh, and so it's very, uh, and I'm, it was very good for them, everyone to, uh, to be on board of that. Like the, the, the network supported it. Mm-hmm. The reunion was all about it. And, and I mean, even though that could very well risk, hinder your U.S. sale. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like that's usually why Vancouver doubles for yeah. either like metro city, like neutral, unnamed metropolis, you know, or or Seattle is just so they can try and get that USL. And, and it was really cool that everybody was like, no, Vancouver's Vancouver. Let's be Vancouver. Yeah. Well, 10 seasons of Stargates doubled as uh, just about every kind of world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> um, in, in, in tell me about not just the show being set in Vancouver, but but writing in Vancouver. I know talking to um, Dagan Frickland and, and other writers set in Vancouver, they, they've shared that it's a, even though there's a ton of stuff that's shot there, there's not a ton necessarily that's written there, so so tell yeah. me about working in that um, in in that pool. Well, it's definitely starting to change now, which mm-hmm. is great because other other shows like Motive and stuff are are having rooms here because mm-hmm. um, there is the there's enough writers here, you know, to make a show. Um, but it's great now that they're, we're getting the opportunity to actually stay home and work. Mm. Yeah, and. Um, it was. It, it it is kind of tough. I think it, it is definitely tougher being uh, a, a Vancouver writer. Like when we were looking to get an agent earlier in our career, a the the number one brick wall we were hitting was a we were a writing team, mm-hmm. and they were just like, we don't know how to sell you guys as a writing team. Are you sure you guys don't want to just split up and be individuals? And so we. And then the second one was you're in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you don't want to move to Toronto? And, <laughs> and uh, we, we, we definitely have uh, entertained that in the past, but I just keep seeing such great writers here, like Dagan like Freakland and, and Sarah Dodd and, and people that I've worked with, Catherine Collins, that, that are making a living, making a career, mm-hmm. doing that here. So I don't, I, uh, I would never want to up, just uproot myself unless I absolutely have to, you know, mm. like, um, I love this city and, and I think there's no, it, like Matt said, it's slowly changing. There's more rooms opening up here, more shows being shot here. Um, and it just makes sense to have your writing room in the same city that you're shooting in because, mm. uh, you know, proximity and location, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I would think a smaller pond makes you bigger fish. Well, we're we're still probably a little fish we're in that little, 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 little pond, but we're growing. Try, trying we're to growing. get bigger. But, yeah. Uh, no, everybody in the city is great. Like that, I think the small community of writers, um, it helps because everybody knows each other. Everybody gets. Everybody likes each other. There's like we had a we had a nice little dinner one night with the with the three writing rooms that were in Vancouver. We had it was like Motive, Bitten, and and uh, continue them all got together and and uh, you know had a good time mm-hmm. uh, and I don't I just don't know if that uh, that happens anywhere else I've never had uh, the community here is is really cool 
Very, very cool. And uh, everyone's growing together. And you guys have Ink Drinks there as well. Ink Drinks. Uh, Ink Canada puts on a uh, a writers oh. get together. Right. Yeah. Um, there's that, uh, and there's uh, one of the writers here. Um, who actually wrote on season one. Yeah, Stevens. Andrea Stevens. She puts together monthly a uh, writers um, writers night on Granville Island. Very cool. Uh, and so yeah, everybody is always meeting and sharing. You know, uh, networking. It's uh, it's a really great city for, to be a new new writer for sure. Very very cool. And and uh, so tell me a little bit about also. I know this is backtracking a little bit, but Victoria. Um, I mean, it, it, uh, forgive my ignorance, but it, everybody I've I've heard from the West Coast is always telling me about Vancouver Film School, but uh, you both went to Victoria Motion Picture School. Um, tell me about that experience. Uh, well, it doesn't exist anymore, so we can talk freely <laughs> um, about <laughs> now, uh, how cheated we felt from mm-hmm. that experience. The best thing that came out of that was meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, we, you know, thousands of dollars to... We learned quickly on in that film school that those that can't teach never it never rang more true than that right than that film school. Um, it's it's a competitive industry, so you know we learned that early on that our teachers didn't want to really give their competitors all the tools that were required to succeed right away. Hmm. So we kind of took it upon ourselves and, you know, access to free equipment and people willing to shoot. And we just shot a lot of stuff on our own. Yeah. We, we well, what we learned basically we did, uh, we did all on our own because there was, yeah, like I said, it was, uh, it was a very frustrating year. So we couldn't wait to get to Vancouver after hmm. yeah. <laughs> they handed us our, our uh, Cracker Jack box diploma. <laughs> I, I I hate um, to say it, and I I don't want to rag on film schools exactly, but there are really only a handful that um really have have the the working writers involved. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. my, most film schools get people who maybe they were working writers. And now they're at a point in their life where they they want something stable, but they're not actively working, and that that makes a bit of a disconnect. And and if there are people who are involved with film schools out here, like I said, I'm not ragging on you, but I would urge you to consider <laughs> getting more working writers involved, um, people who are actively working on shows, um, because there there is a difference, and the industry changes very quickly. Um, I know my my personal film school experience in the early '90s. It was it, it was very much that. It, I mean, it, it was a perhaps a well uh, York University, perhaps a little bit more well known in Canada, and it was the mm-hmm. same thing. I, it was free access to equipment and uh, an environment to meet people and interact with uh, yeah, with that, other other people of kind of like mind. Yeah, it's kind of sad. You, you hear that more often than not about them because uh, when we bring it up. Whenever we talk about it, the person we're talking to in the film school is like, "Oh yeah, I have me too. <laughs> I had mm-hmm. the same experience." So yeah, it's, it's kind of sad that that's that uh, that that's the case um, because especially situating your film school in a in, in the Vancouver region, even close, like Victoria's not that far away. There are so many skilled um, technicians and creative 
people that, that it's not, you know, it's not too much to ask them to come in and, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's an hour, it, it's, it, it, may, it makes a world difference for a student. And, and we just, you know, we got none of that. So we, uh, that's why I say that when I first, when we first broke into the business and we became producer's assistants, that's, that was the best school we could ask for because you're, you're learning everything in a little bit of an unforgivable uh, uh, environment. So you really have to either sink or swim because, you know, uh, nothing is more, nothing is more true in film than time is money. Like if you, you, if you make a mistake, it's usually costing money and they don't really like that. So it was, uh, it was definitely the best, the best school was just working in the industry at any level. Hmm. So t- tell me a little bit about um, other stuff you've written. You've written features. You've written. Um, you had, I think, a pilot uh, optioned or in in development. Mm-hmm. Um, and these uh, these are things that you have written together. Yeah, yeah. And so tell me a little bit, bit about that. Uh, well, we have one pilot that's uh, kind of been optioned, kind of not. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's ongoing. It's an ongoing conversation, mm-hmm. um, and we've written a few features and uh, a few more TV series and stuff. I think uh, for us, we love TV series. You know, it's something about, I'd say it was six feet under that really changed everything for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching the amount of depth you can create in a character and storylines and stuff. So to, to write a TV series is just, uh, it's really exciting for yeah, the, the storytelling hour, aspect. The one-hour drama is definitely uh, our, our, what we really uh are attracted to so we're in the process right now like all uh, when we when we got assigned by the our new agents this past uh spring or Mm -hmm. fall um they uh they basically just said you know right 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 and that's exactly what we're doing so we've almost got too many ideas now but we've got a list that we're slowly working our way down as we just uh Get our get get through uh, all these uh, TV show ideas that we have, and just trying to trying to see what's gonna really catch. Mm. And we also wrote a, a feature horror movie that we just shot a trailer for. Oh, cool! Try and help sell as well. So you know, it's just trying to tackle everything all at once, but stay focused on the writing is the key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But continuing is keeping us very busy. So. Yeah, continuing is definitely <laughs> keeping us busy. Yeah. Well, and, and I do hear that a lot from Canadian writers. That Canadian writers tend to mix genres and uh, jump back and forth between TV and features more than their U.S. counterparts do. Yeah, I think, I, I guess. I'm, uh, like, I can't really speak for American uh, writers or anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, we don't really have, we're not, me and Matt aren't really genre-specific. We... We like, it's like our taste in music. It's like what's good is good to us. So we, we've got comedies to what ch- children's movie we're working on. Yeah. Um, an animated series, uh, you name it, a horror movie. Like we, yeah, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves and be like, you know, sci-fi writers or horror writers. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be well-rounded writers. And do you think yeah. that limits you at all? I, I've talked to writers who have told me, that um, if you don't specialize, then it can be harder for your your agent to sell you. Um, has that been a disadvantage for you? Well, as we're as we're so uh, we're so early on in our careers still, mm-hmm. but um, like continuum really being our first real professional writing 
jobs mm-hmm. um, that we're not really sure what. You know, like if 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 the only thing that we start selling is horror movies, then that's why I love horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, if 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 that if we become known as the the horror guys, then yeah. that that that's cool. It's not like we're gonna stop trying to do. Like if we have a good idea, we're gonna roll with it. We're not gonna. We're not going to be like, oh, but that's not, you know, what we're known for. So that's I the mean, key is you have to believe in what you're writing. Hmm. Yeah. So you shouldn't. I, I don't think you'd want to pigeonhole yourself as one genre. You, you just have to be honest in your writing, and, and that shows. Hmm. Yeah. And if if we want to, if if all people want to read from us are are uh, whatever our sci-fi specs or our sci-fi original concepts are, then you know we have that. Hmm. Right? Like the, I think the key is just to have. That to at least have a a well-rounded um, stockpile of of projects that you that you believe in because you never know what's going to be the next thing. Like right now, it's vampires and werewolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what it is in five years, right? The yeah. feature rewrite we did too was a romantic comedy. Yeah. Wow. So I, I don't I don't know if we've really found what or if we ever will find like this is what we're good at because. Right now we're we're doing a little bit of everything, so and we love it all. So mm. uh, hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. Well, th- there's a lot of writers who do jump between a number of different um, forms and genres. So mm. um, if you can if you can make good stories, then <laughs> everybody wants good stories. Well, we, we hope. We yeah. Hope we do. <laughs> um, so so you, you in in our correspondence, you told me a little bit about some of your pet peeves. Um, and uh, and even though you're relatively early in your careers, but at the same time, when you're an assistant, I know that that can give you a certain vantage point because uh, you are actively watching to try to learn and you see some things. Tell me about some of the, some of these peeves. Well, one of mine definitely is early on in my career, before uh, when I was a, uh, an assistant and a and a uh, script coordinator, because you know, was seeing people not appreciating the position they're in. Mm. Um, that that was the big one that irked me. Like, you sitting there looking at somebody who just does nothing but complain and 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 pout when they're in the chair that you want to be in. Mm. And, you know, it that was that really was the number one. Well, for sure, I mean, happy for me because I, I saw a lot and I was actually very shocked by it. Like, you do you realize what your job is, man? That's like. You get to sit up, sit around, and think of stories all day long. Like you have the job of a ten-year-old kid. Wow! Like, winning that's like winning the lottery. It's great. Why are you? What do you have to complain about? Like hmm. you'd be surprised what people complain about in this business. <laughs> and uh, um, I guess another one was not not getting the chance due to the fact we were a writing team. Like no one could look beyond that for the longest time. Interesting. Until, uh, until our current agents came by, nobody, nobody got it. it, it in Can- I, and like I guess in Canada, it's not very common. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the states, it's very common. Yeah, um, and and actually quite popular. And and they and they were like, you know what, you know, we 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 have a writing team on our roster, and they're quite successful, so they weren't scared at all. Like mm-hmm. um, that's what we really liked about them is that that it was a positive to them and not a negative. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was the first time we we heard that that from from anyone in Canada. Uh, even other writers, when they're like, um, whenever we bring up the fact that we're a writing team, everyone would always just kind of like 
quizzically look at us and then say, oh, you should change that. Interesting. And we just didn't, we didn't get it. We didn't understand why. But then luckily, we never listened to anyone. So yeah. So um, to your to your first point, I I would say uh, I th- I think it's an important lesson for everybody that um, it's something that I try to try to remember is is that um, you're going to be in a position where you're you're the staff writer and there's going to be script coordinators and and uh, assistants around, and I think we all need to remember that any one of the people around us, even the, the janitor, could be our boss one day. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. And um, what, that's why I think getting those relationships early on and, and being genuine, and, which got us to where we are today, like with you know Pat Williams knowing who I was and, and Tom Rowe knowing, oh yeah, I know those guys because we, you know, they were potentially an option, one of our pilots, and then Jeff King from Shattered knowing me, and all those guys were were like, yeah, hire him. So it, it speaks volumes to, you know, you, you have to, you have to really, you know, bust your ass, and if you want to be where you want to be, and when you get there, never forget it, because you, um, it's a, it's really a dream job, like, mm. you, and when you see those guys that have been in it for too long and they're they've lost sight of that, it's really like if I ever get my own show, I'm not gonna hire them. Like, yeah. Why would I? Why would I hire that guy? He all he does is pout and complain, and and he's totally lost sight of of what, what he does for a living. Like go try digging a ditch for a week, and then you might change your mind. Mm. Yeah, you want positive people in the room and, you know, you want, like, when you're when you're breaking stories, you're always trying to push the story forward and do it in a positive way. So when people are negative, it, it really hinders their creative process, too. Mm, very good point. Very good point. Now, um, you, you guys have mentioned a lot about knowing this person, knowing that person, or that person knew you. Um, has this come just from working or, or do you... Do you do things to actively network, or are there things that you do on the job that allow allow this? Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, I think those were definitely just those. those all those relationships were strictly um, uh, from work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Matt and I are we're, we're the first ones that we're the worst networkers on the planet. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we we uh, we're both kind of quiet most of the time, and we it's those kind of we're home buddies. Like if we're if we're not at work, we're usually at home, either writing together or, you know, not. We're not really the kind of guys that are going to go to the film festival gala and you know Meet start handing out cards to people. And <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and our our agents are probably cringing. Here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's just it, we're we're not we're still admittedly the worst networkers. But um, again, it's a word of mouth industry too. Mm-hmm. So you know, your work stands for itself. So, you know, you work with certain people and they'll meet somebody else and ask, you know, advice and who to bring into a room and, and hopefully you did a good enough job in the past show that they put your name for it. Yeah. And one of our, one of, one of the funny, like, it's all been basically accidental networking really. Like, yeah. the, uh, the, how we got in with Reunion Pictures, she was doing Continuum before Continuum uh, went, how they knew us was one of their, one of their employees was, a good friend of ours mm-hmm. and he we shot a music video for his band in our music video days wow and played hockey 
played hockey together with them. And so he actually was the one that brought our script to them mm-hmm. and said, you have to read this. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're in a, in their office is having a meeting. And then a year later working on one of their TV shows. So wow. it was, like I said, it was, that was a little bit of accidental networking. It wasn't, it, it, it's funny how it, it something can all come together just by happenstance as opposed to actively going out and, you know, schmoozing because me and Matt are, not those guys. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I am finding the the older you get in your career, the more it it comes through your friends, and though friends may include people in the industry, um, but it's it, it like I help people get jobs, and then later on that same person will help me help me get a job. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely. Uh, you know. Um, it's a who you know and and uh, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours later kind of a thing. Yeah, absolutely happens all the time. Mm. And uh, it's not, it's that's definitely not a negative. I mean, no, uh, like especially in a creative field, I I almost think it's necessary because I would rather have somebody I know and trust than just some guy who has a lot of credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That I don't know because you never know. Um, attitude and and relationship can kill creativity yeah and so you know it doesn't necessarily always have to be the guy with the most experience it's it's uh it's it's definitely there's not, definitely needs to be a comfort level in a in a in a writer's room with everybody otherwise it just it can it can go downhill mm, and i know a lot uh, a lot of people have said on the podcast that when you when you do interview for a writing job they're looking just as much at, do I want to spend time with this guy as can he write well? Absolutely. Um, and you know, you can't have a filter in the writer's room. Like you, there shouldn't be. And so everybody should almost, it's like, you know, you have to be comfortable and almost naked in front of the people because you're, you're, you have to give everything and not have to not hold anything back. You don't have to worry about, you should never have to worry about, than like looking down on looking down at you or snickering behind your back because it's not it's not high school it can't mm. it can't be it can't be uh, the, that in a room so uh, you definitely have to be comfortable with everybody because you're you know not every idea that you throw up there is a good one yeah <laughs> and you have to, and you have to be comfortable with that fact that you're throwing that out there to you know seven eight other people yeah know? and sometimes that bad idea can lead to a conversation that brings you to a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting uh, environment, the room, man. I, I love it. I think it's it makes it the first continuum is one of the first, probably the first job I ever had where I actually look forward to going to work in the morning. <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, we are going a little bit long on time here. Um, just before we we go, um, we usually end up with breaking in tips, and so speaking to somebody who wants to break in specifically because you work in in the Canadian industry, in the Canadian industry, what would you suggest um, should people do? Um, I would say, you know, write what you know, write what you're comfortable in. Don't don't just write what, you know, you think is the hot thing Mm. at at the time. Um, And don't take criticism. You have to be able to take criticism to be right. If you mm. don't have, if you don't have a strong enough uh, 
uh, esteem to to be able to have somebody say this sucks, then you need to find something else to do because it's it's part of the game. And mm. um, and you know don't don't get discouraged and just keep write keep writing and keep trying to get your stuff out there. And um, if you know if you believe in it and it's good, it's you know it's not going to go unnoticed for long. Yeah, for sure. Be passionate about what you're writing about. You know, you have to believe in what you're writing about. Otherwise, it comes through in the writing. Very cool. Well, that is a great place to end up. And uh, I don't want to take any more of your time. You guys have been very generous with your time. And I, I appreciate all of your wisdom. And uh, it's it's always great to hear different parts of the world and, and where uh, where things are different. I mean, I, I literally never would. It would, never would have occurred to me that whole thing about writing teams in Canada. I Just everything I, I've heard about writing teams has been from the States. And so it's nice to hear your perspective in, in that sense. And, and, uh, and also for other people who are in Canada and want to pursue uh, writing. It's, it's good to know that there is a healthy industry in, in Vancouver as well as Toronto and Montreal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us, Grant. Was- yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Very cool. Well, best of luck to you guys, and, and I look forward to uh, to seeing you rise in the ranks and do great things. <laughs> great, thanks. Thank you. Cool. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web.